Hey, hey, hey. We're on. It's been a while since I did a podcast. It is, um, what do we got? It is August 29th. August 29th at um, 8.41 p.m. It's dark in Arizona. I can see Mars. And it's 97 degrees Fahrenheit out. 97 degrees Fahrenheit. And that is where we are at. And um, we're out walking Bud because this is the Arizona Schnoodle Walks. Buddy. Buddy's like chomping on something. Come on, but it's dark. And um, yeah, I'm sober and there's no uh, 12th of never beer being consumed here. So yeah, very sober tonight. And I just spent probably about an hour um, sending a few emails. My eyes aren't that great, but um, it was pretty good. I sent one to Michigan to a pastor in Michigan. And uh, we'll see how that goes. He's a pastor of a church in Grand Rapids. And he's about my age and uh, probably within 12 months of my age because we went to high school together. And um, he's been in the ministry, as they say, for his uh, entire life. But um, I'm asking him to consider sending out a survey to his congregation. And then if I'm really fortunate, I'm sure the denomination has about a million members, so maybe he'll get some other um, pastors, one of his pastor buddies to do the same. And uh, yeah, I'm looking for some results. I'm looking for some, uh, some data research. It's pretty cool. And I had a call with a writing coach. Uh, having a, she's having a big influence on me. And today, today's call, oh man, it scares me. She's like, Michael, I don't, it's, uh, I don't know what's next. You're the captain of the ship. And I'm like, uh-oh, I'm the captain. I, I think it's just, it's a great, response and I think sometimes coaches have to do that <laughs> to people right they have to like push their their people that are they're coaching to um, you know advance move on their own a bit you know so, so you know I resist that I always I always looking for assurance I guess I'm the king of uh, what do they look fishing for compliments type of person fishing for reassurance or something so um, yeah yeah this is stream of consciousness podcasting (laughs) so this is my life and uh, yeah so I was crafting some emails and I I noticed that I had to I have to be careful on how I word things but I'm putting it out there you know I'm I'm asking people to uh, do something for me and uh I get this is a process this is oh man it's like so many things in our lives it's just they go so fast but this one is this one I'm really taking slowly you know I'm just really 
and I, and it's and it's probably just right. It's, you know, I mean, I it's I feel comfortable, and that's probably all that matters because I'm going to be the one. I guess I'm the captain of the ship, and I and I shouldn't be saying I guess I am the captain of the ship, but um, language, yeah, habits, expressions, shooting myself in the foot. I probably do it a lot, but it's it's a cute thing, you know. <laughs> Self-deprecating humor. It's cute. It's cute. So, um, yeah. So I'm kind of. We'll see what kind of response I get. I've got another one coming up on Friday, which is potentially contentious, you know. And so, uh, but you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to be contentious. I'm just going to. I'm just going to roll with it. And and I think these emails tonight. Tonight's Wednesday. So I'll let it sit for a while. See if I. I sent these emails up tonight. Maybe I'll get some responses tomorrow and Thursday. And maybe I'll adjust my my approach because so many times I'll I'll assume what the right approach is and think, oh well, that makes sense. But I may not I may not have it right. So um, so yeah, if I can get people to send out this little link it's just a short question and we'll see what kind of responses we get it's pretty cool actually i'm uh following along the coach and uh we'll see where it, where it leads <laughs> oh i just i just feel so funny because this this uh it's so healthy to have distance right like it's so weird to me i'm like i'm Philosoph, what is it? Philosophizing, like this person lives in another state, so it's all phone, internet, magic, communication, and it's it's so good that we have distance because like normally we have real life face to face conversation, that relationships face to face, or we run into people at work, and. Uh, I don't know, maybe we take those relationships for granted or something. Because this this is a, you know, maybe touch base like 30 minutes a month plus some other stuff, maybe exchange some emails. But I don't know, I don't know. I, I am a relationship oriented. I like people and so I probably get off track and sometimes, but I try to stay focused. <laughs> Do I? I mean, this is the thing, right? I am. <laughs> Who's to tell me that I'm not focused, right? It's like, this is my resistance to manipulation. <laughs> if you tell me you're not, hey, focus, it just means you want me to think about what you want me to think about. <laughs> it sounds like I'm drunk, but I'm not. It's it's just it's just kind of funny, right, folks? I mean. Where you tell your kids probably, hey, focus, right? It's only because you want them to to do what you want them to do. <laughs> or anybody, right? It's like, oh, that person's OCD. <laughs> and that, and my, I had a meeting with my boss. I've seen her, my boss, like, well, how many times have I seen my boss now? Um, she's great. And <laughs> maybe she's great because, again, people are great when you don't have to spend much time with them. 
Well, now I'm at the gate now. Come on, gate. What's my, what am I doing with Did they change the stinking codes? Maybe they did that today. Oh, there we go. It worked. Got outside the gate. Um, yeah, so maybe when you don't see people, it's great. <laughs> but I had about a half hour with her. And she was in with the, the top brass for a while. This is pretty cool. This, I'm having a good experience with that. And uh, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. And um, what else? What else? Uh, OCD, that's what was coming up. And, and there's three of us in the room, the boss and two of us peers. And uh, she was kind of joking with the other guy saying, well, you're so OCD. And, I, I don't know, I'm just such a defender of others or something, but I'm like, hey, we're all OCD to some extent, right? Because now I'm thinking of distribution curves and, you know, there's a, there is a distribution curve for OCD, right? Some people are like super OCD and some people are zero or very little OCD. And then there's a whole middle pack, which are maybe slightly OCD, which is, what is OCD again? Uh, what the heck is OCD? <laughs> Compulsive disorder, something like that. What is it? I, something compulsive disorder. I forgot what the O is. So who cares what the you got? Everyone knows what it is. Whatever it is. So um, it's not dulcet tone compulsive disorder. Dulcet tones. I'm giving you some dulcet tones on the podcast. And uh, and that really this is. Uh, some people like listen to talk radio when they go to bed. They just that helps them go to sleep, and I imagine my my voice probably does a really good job job of that. So this week, you know, you can pull, we can replay the podcast over and over again if you're having trouble going to sleep. So um, there you go. What else? What else? What I'm thinking. So yeah, I'm, this would be really cool if these people will be compliant and uh, send out this little short email and uh, just say, hey folks, you know, we, ha- we have a, a writer, he's doing some um, research and would like your input. So uh, something like that. Actually, I kind of like the way that sounds. Would like, the researcher would like some of your some input and see what we get and uh, there you go so this is the thing and uh, what do we got here it's nighttime 80 what did I say 97 degrees it's not it's warm out and I, I didn't dip I didn't have to dip I haven't had to dip in a while so um Sometimes I was saying it gets so uh, so hot that uh, I have to take a dip in the pool when it's like 105. So where did I say 97? So we're um, 8 degrees cooler, which, you know, doesn't sound like a lot, does it? 8 degrees? <laughs> but... But uh, 97 versus 105, that's, uh, 
that's a few degrees on the body, the core body temperature, right? So our, our core body temperatures are 98, right? So when it's 105, that means the external air is transferring heat to your body. So your body's absorbing heat from the surroundings. And uh, when the air temperature is below your core temperature, which, you know, 97 is below the core temperature, now my body is able to radiate a little bit of heat. And radiate technically might not be the right term, but exchange through um, convection, which is uh, I'm, I'm convecting or exchanging heat from my core body temperature to the surroundings. So there you go. There's heat transfer. That's a mechanical engineering thing. Engineering is a great subject. Really, people should, people should study that stuff. So much mechanical engineering around everybody's lives, they don't even realize it. My favorite is the car, the automobile. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's not so, it's like, what is that? It's a philosophical thing, too. I mean, there's the high school kids that, you know, they learn little tricks and they hot rod their cars and stuff, but there's a lot of physics that just gets not thought about, you know? And essentially what a car is, is it's a mechanical device and you squirt fuel into the cylinders and they're all timed. It's magic. It's magic how these engineers got the timing so that when one cylinder's up, at the top and the fuel has just entered the cylinder and the spark plug goes off and pushes the cylinder down while another one is uh, exhausting the gas so that's that's why there's four and six and eight cylinder cars because there's a shaft that these linkages are attached to and uh, so when those pistons are firing at different times it keeps the shaft spinning so you know, just physics just worked out that like 3,000 RPM is pretty, pretty high RPM in your car. Like uh, a lot of cars have tachometers, which is basically the, the camshaft speed. And I think they call it a camshaft because that's where all the links go into. And then that goes into a gearbox, which transfers the <coughs> torque, which is an engineering physics term, torque from the engine camshaft to the uh, axles, which go to the wheels, which drive the wheels on the ground, which applies a torque on the ground, which accelerates the car and blah, blah, blah. So mechanical engineering everywhere, gears and cylinders and machine parts and fuel and sparks and electrical stuff, cars. And we just jump in there. There's so much technology in there. It's really, really funny. <laughs> we, we get in and we either push a button and it magically starts up. And there's usually a starter, right? People have heard of that, which is a mechanical device that's hooked to the battery. And what that does is it, it uh, gets the engine turning, started, and the fuel squirts in and gets it, gets it going. And then once the, once the engine's running and there's the cylinders are swinging around then uh, then you don't need the starter anymore and the battery goes into to a different mode and the alternator is um, spinning and charging up the battery again that's why your 
batteries last so long in a car, a couple years usually in Arizona, maybe four or five somewhere else. But um, magic, all this stuff's going on. And then air conditioning in the car. Oh man, we need it. Air conditioning, what a wonderful thing. Started out huge for a house. And then they figured out, wait a minute, we need these in cars, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, don't, I think it was probably only like 50 years that they've had air conditioning in cars. But, man, Arizona, we would not survive without air conditioning in cars. And, I mean, I had mine on full blast today. It was 105 today. And we don't think much of it, man. We just... Go outside, I was walking outside today, you know, 10 minutes, and it's like smoking, 105, that's hot. <laughs> the sun's beating down on you. You just, we just deal with it out here. And then we get in our car, and boom, the, the Germans finally figured out that um, the whole world doesn't have the climate of Germany, which is not as hot as Phoenix. <laughs> so they, so they amped up their, uh, their, uh, air conditioning capability they didn't realize they go we, we want to sell uh bmws and mercedes in arizona says, well you better get a much better air conditioning system pal because this thing ain't holding up and they of course they want to sell them in saudi arabia and uh, qatar where all this uh stuff's happening there's some hot spots the world probably Australia's got some hot spots too but uh, there you go bud what do you got what are you doing bud he's, he's like hanging out here I don't know why he's doing this come on sniffing around on the side of the on the road so buds had what they call valley fever so it's probably the dust and stuff gets in his lungs so he's been on pills for about six months and I'm gonna take him to the vet on Saturday get his blood tested and hopefully he can get off the meds, but we'll see. It's so dusty and dirty out here. Actually, he's on the sidewalk most of the time, but he likes to go off into the dust a little bit and dirt. And that's Bud. We'll take care of him. We'll figure it out. Right, Bud? Yeah, you're, we like you when you're healthier and you've got some energy and spunk. And... Uh, Everybody loves you, bud, right? Oma, you like having Oma back. I do, too, Oma. Oma can walk you in the morning for me. Because, uh, yeah, two walks a day, it gets a bit, a bit tough. So, dang, captain, we're captains of our own ship. Now, do I, I think I avoid that. And that's, that's an issue. You know, I got to stand up and do it do my thing it's all, a lot about confidence so I got this message and uh, yeah it's uh, pretty important I think it'll help a lot of people and I think it's true and um, it's just um, transforming and, and uh, walking with God and being filled with the Spirit um, I, I recycle, I'm recycling now. I'm back in my beginning of my cycle with Paul right now. So technically the book of Acts was written 
after most of Paul's letters by Luke, but um, the the book of Acts tells the story of how Paul um, came into faith and what he was up to beforehand and so forth. So the book of Acts, I like it too because it's um, essentially we're Gentiles, most of us. I mean, I think I, what I figured out to be like a half a percent of the world population is Jewish, one half. So, I mean, pretty much everybody listening to the podcast is a Gentile. But we don't like to, you know, we don't think of ourselves as Gentiles. But those are the two groups, essentially, for identity politics. You know, you got two groups. You got Jews and Gentiles. <laughs> but, but we've taken that identity politics to a whole new level with subgrouping all kinds of people. But, you know, Gentiles. So we, basically, we were not part of the Hebrew Jewish history and tradition. And now we are. Now we sort of are. We still, and, and it's our family backgrounds don't, aren't Jewish. But, you know, the, theoretically with the Christian faith, you've grafted into the, the uh, grafted into the Jewish background. But we really don't do that because we don't enjoy the Jewish traditions and history and culture has modified some of these reactions. And uh, you'll have to guess what I mean by that because I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Unscripted podcasts. Aren't they the best? they got to be the best. Unscripted. So, um... Yeah, dog walking podcasts are the best, really, right? Because that's it's right from the heart, people. This is right from the heart. And I see stars. We it's pretty good out here. I'm looking out over a Indian reservation. They'll stay in uh, less than 12 months. There'll be a freeway out there <laughs> separating my beautiful desert quietness, and we will have a Four lanes in each direction, freeway, smoking by here about, what is this, about a oh, hundred yards away from me. And there'll be road noise and all kinds of things. But as of today, enjoy the moment, I am seeing Mars in the sky, dark, no cars, maybe is that Jupiter over there? And uh, just a peaceful night. So I probably have less than, probably less than six months out here. No, maybe, maybe 12 before this uh, peace goes away. It is very nice out here. Desert. Desert. And they even have it roped off now. So I used to be able to go another 200 feet or so. But they got it roped off. This is right where I had, we saw a snake one time, but I don't, snakes, I think that one's probably dead by now, who knows, but it might have been replaced. So what do you say, bud? We can't go any farther now. They got it roped off. So peaceful out here. So we'll head back. And we'll have a freeway out here. 
and it's the American way. Freeway, freeway. But there's always some other place. It's a big country, so there's always somewhere else to find peace and quiet. It just won't be happening on a, a walk with the dog. <laughs> I'm laughing, but should I, I should be sad. I should be sad. My, my quiet walks with Bud are going to be over. I'll still walk by, but it won't be as quiet. And maybe we'll, we'll pick up some background road noise on the podcast if I'm still doing it. And, um, yeah, so I just sat on the couch. My wife watched a chick flick about uh, that my, my 93-year-old mother said, Oh, this is a great movie. My 93-year-old mom. Netflix discs. So we put that, the DVD, we put that in tonight. And it was something about Charm, Ohio, or some Amish thing. And uh, the Amish woman. Um, there was a line at the beginning where the sister was telling the other sister how Jacob was such a good man. And my first thought was, now, <laughs> no man, it's biblical. How can these Amish people miss it? No one is good. <laughs> no one. <laughs> He's such a good man. Baloney, we're all, we all suck. We all suck. We're all, we all sinners. And I'm, 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 it's starting to resonate with my writing coach. He's getting the, the black slice. Very useful term. With the black slice. If you, if you had a circle uh, depicting, um, our humanness, right? Our virtues and lack of virtues and so forth. That the circle would, you know, would have a slice in it that's black. I guess most of it's white, black round, good, goodness. And then this black slice is just hanging there. And it could be oriented anywhere, like, you know, top, bottom, left, right, upper corner. And it's whatever particular issue that you have that you just can't just know you know we try to ignore it we're 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 not self-aware or maybe we're self-aware of it later on and we know we have that problem but we just can't shake it and we won't shake right we're just this is this is part of my encouragement to those with faith because so much we go to church and we do way too much comparison of each other and really, some of it comes down to the area that you have a black slice in, somebody else does not. So they, you look at them and you're like, oh, they've got it. They got it all figured out. But see, they, they have a black slice probably somewhere else that they're weak in, let's say, if you want to call it weak. Or just, it's, not even, it's probably not even weak isn't probably the right term. It's probably just like flat out, don't get it. <laughs> I mean, and, and just struggle with it. And uh, so it's this this word sin is used so much. It's in the, it's a biblical term, and um, but it's a it's a, doesn't always communicate. There's there's so many words we use. There's 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 I'm not I don't have a list of them, but I'm just saying in general there's so there's many words we use that they kind of lose their meaning or 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 they have an assumed meaning, and but it's not. This is where we don't communicate real well. 
because we our terms get mixed up for use and things so that's uh sin and uh the black slice so i'm not sure where i was with the black slice but it was with the amish comment that oh this this he's such a good man well whether it's a man or woman we all have black slices and um i was pretty well supported on bill heibel's comments i had today because uh, bill i think he has made excellent teachings encouraged a lot of people impacted people because his circle is mostly white right i mean he's got a black slice and he's he's denying it more than likely but i you know he's quiet he's been he's shut up since april whatever right so he's no longer commenting on it and that's fine and uh i i think he's been a wonderful guy but apparently he was hitting on women and abuse court they would some outsiders this is what i don't agree with they they say that he like abused his power and to me i suspect it's not it's not something like he's like i got power i'm going to abuse it it's he was in situations and he did things that weren't great of course and he spoke to people in a way and maybe maybe manipulated people and you know it just he's human you know this is where i say he's a human being with a black slice and that's what he did and so i don't i don't see it as like i don't think he consciously said oh i'm the pastor of this big mega church i'm going to abuse my power and i'm going to do this because i have power see i think that's the wrong analysis that the the power part helped him maybe cover it up or deny it or not deal with it but that's not what i don't i don't i don't think that's what drove him into whatever behaviors he was in so i guess i'm full of grace and mercy and peace and we should love the guy and 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 the women that he took advantage of let's say in whatever way or did said things or did things i you know it's i pray that they would be healed from whatever pains they have and um healed it brings up a, to mind a friend of mine in chicago mentioned this term sacred wound and uh i that came to mind again today when i was writing my emails um a sacred wound is like a wound that happens and kind of wakes you up gets your attention and uh, i'm starting to see it it's it's a time in our lives where you may experience some really negative stuff and it's painful and it's like why is this happening and they it's usually involves other people and relationships and the wound it's just wounding it's painful and it could be all kinds of things and um 
that wound, that emotional wound, that aloneness, the, uh, the bewilderment, the not understanding, the no comprehension. Why would someone do this? And, and it's the, the typical phrase is, why, does someone, why did someone do this to me? And I think it's starting to turn out that it's people do things to protect themselves. It's not, it's not, not, it's not always, it's not always like, oh, I mean, there are evil people that will want to hurt people. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I mean, that's that jerk book. So there, there are the nth degree jerks out there. But most of us are first and second degree jerks. And so we're pretty much all about ourselves. Selfish, right? So that's the way we are. And I don't, it's kind of weird because I think church sometimes is like, well, I'm going to put on an image or impress people that I'm not selfish. And let's see who can look the least selfish or the most generous and you know, let's let's compare ourselves and all this, and it's really not helpful to anyone, really. I mean, it's not that's not growth. To me, the growth is like, where are you at now, and can I move? Can I improve? Can I move in the in a better direction? And uh, so it's challenging. And uh, what am I saying about that? So what was I? The sacred wound. The sacred wound is very painful and it, it takes at least a week to deal with. <laughs> and that's, and it takes at least a week to deal with. Probably more like a years, multiple years. But it takes, it definitely takes at least a week. So, uh, should I do something about this water? There's all this water out here. And I don't know where it's coming from. What do we got, bud? Is it on purpose or is it an accident? This could really damage somebody's house, right? So I don't even know what this is. Hey, let me go say something. I don't know. There's, the house is dark, so I don't know. Is there anybody home? Should I? Dang, there's a lot of water coming out. Maybe I should use my light and see what we got. Maybe it's as simple as turning something off over here. Let's see. I'm not sure what that is. But it doesn't seem, I'm gonna turn it off because I don't think it's busted loose. Turned it off. That would have been a lot of water going around. Right, bud? I'm a hero. There, I, I did something and nobody will know about it. A good thing I did. <laughs> you heard it on the podcast, folks. People can tell you stories about doing good and no one knows about it. And now you just heard it recorded live. <laughs> So I, there was a hose that broke loose from the side of the house and it was spraying water out. So Bud and I were walking 
And I'm like, bud, what should we do? Should we go do something? Let's, let's check it out. What is that? And it's dark out here, but unfortunately the, the, the iPhone comes through with the light and it was as simple as turning a valve. And I don't have to, the house is all black. They're probably not even home. And um, they will be thankful. And uh, I'm an unsung hero. And now the moon's coming up. I think it was full moon a day or two ago. It's, it's coming up in the uh, east. And uh, so it's looking good. Looking good, moon. And uh, so where was a sacred wound? The sacred wound takes at least a week to get, get over. But if it's really a sacred wound, it probably takes years to get over. And uh, yeah, I'm probably still working on mine, I think. And uh, it's just, it's, it's probably going to be a good thing. It's like Joseph thrown in a dungeon. Was that a sacred wound for Joseph? I don't know. It, it might have been. He's, uh, some people say Joseph was spouting off his mouth too much and his bro brothers got pissed. I, I sympathize with Joseph, maybe. One, because I shoot my mouth off. <laughs> Two, my middle name is Joseph, so I identify with him. And I just feel like the dude's pretty cool. Joseph, man. What a guy. Bud, what are we doing? Yeah, you out of breath, bud? We're almost home, bud. Another five to ten minutes. We're almost there. And, uh, yeah, so it's probably down to 95 degrees, folks. Not bad. And uh, it's August 29th, so football season is a week away for a Thursday night game. And then the big one, the hundredth season of the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully I will not suffer a minor wound, not a sacred wound, but a minor wound with a loss to the Chicago Bears, the nemesis team. So Aaron Rodgers needs to come back with his big contract now and smoke the Bears, smoke the Vikings, and then we're on our way. So. Yeah, um, sacred wound, painful. We, I think I would try to avoid that at all costs. But again, you know, God's in control. I really, Acts 1 and 2 today, well, and into 3. So I started recycled again on my reading. So Acts covers the, the background story of what... Um, Peter was doing, John wasn't, didn't seem to be doing much. He was kind of hanging out in the background. John I kind of like, but he's, he's uh, probably worth a study too. And uh, I, most of my experience with the way pastors treat the Bible is just, it's the Word of God. It's the inspired, inerrant Word of God. As if, as if, as if there's no humanness behind it. It just... Those, those kind of talks or those words that come out of pastors' mouths, it just simplifies things to this, what do you call it, just like a clinical 
I want to say ascetic, but that's not the right word for it. Antiseptic almost. It's like cleanliness, clinical yuck. It's not human, you know. And I so much more appreciate reading and thinking about the author as a real person. And what I've been doing when I read, it's not, it is chronological Paul, but I do throw in Peter and John and James at the end. And, and, I, and it's, I'm just in a, such a habit of thinking about what's going on in Paul's head, life, and that's where back, Acts, the book of Acts gives you the background. Then you follow the guy around. Just, I mean, I don't know why people don't teach this. Think about what he's doing. And, you know, I, and my Great Commission thing that they love is so displaced. It's so out of proportion. And I mean, Paul just did it. I mean, you want an example of how to do the Great Commission. It's Paul. But they don't, people don't like to talk about that because... Paul just did it. He wasn't telling other people to do it. He did it. And that's really what people should do. If you feel called to go overseas, which we all are right now in America, we are overseas. So we don't have to go overseas. We are overseas. And uh, a very unpopular view, but that's the going to Indonesia is going overseas because the American Christians feel like the faith is centered in Georgia. <laughs> so, <laughs> in South Carolina, Alabama, Bible Belt. So we need to get some Bible suspenders for people. Forget that belt. And, uh, so, yeah, so Fallen Acts, one beautiful, chapter one, just beautiful with the ascension. And Jesus is like, I'm out of here, dudes. You guys want the kingdom to come back? You still don't get it. I'm out of here. So he leaves. He's gone. And um, ten days later, beginning of chapter two, Pentecost, which... As it, I, I'm amazed it took me until like 40 years afterwards to figure this out. But Pentecost is not a Christian holiday. It's a Jewish holiday. And I heard this from a, a rabbi that came to our church and talked about the feasts, Jesus and the feasts of the Jews. So there's some symbolism in, in the Old Testament. Um, feasts and of course it's almost like so obvious about Christ with the Lamb of God happening on Passover I mean I just I don't know how I mean that that is ties together Judaism and Christianity to so incredible that you know I don't know how how else to describe it? I mean, you've got, there's 52 weeks a year. You've got the uh, Passover and then crucify Christ, the Lamb of God. Just like Moses and the Israelites in Egypt. And uh, so anyways, the 50 days Pentecost is when Moses brought down 
the Word of God on the tablets, written on the stone of tablets. And the symbolism is amazing because Pentecost, now the Spirit of God can write the Word of God on our hearts. And we say that. I've heard so many pastors and Christians and books talk about it as if, oh yeah, oh yeah, we've got the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, we got it. When you became a Christian and you prayed to ask Jesus into your life, well, you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, it was done. You did that already. Oh yeah. And yet, and yet we live without walking in the Holy Spirit. Thus, the importance of the sixth, sixth sola. The sixth sola, sola spiritu ambulatio. That's what we got to do is walk in the spirit. And uh, yeah, so we've got the word of God written in our heart, but we have to allow it. We've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. And so... Um, yeah, powerful first three chapters of Acts, the Pentecost, the Jewish holiday, all these Jews from around the world, and Rome even, Jews from Rome came to um, is Jerusalem, all the way to Jerusalem for this festival. And I would imagine they probably came for Passover and hung out because it's only 50 days later and it's not like you're getting on a BA flight from Rome to Jerusalem at the time. So they might have hung out, Passover, to Pentecost. And uh, they're filled with the Spirit. Boom. Changed. People changed. Peter changed. Peter filled. Peter understood just a... Ten days earlier, he was whinging and whining for the, the kingdom to come. And then ten days later, suddenly, that, that, that word shows up in New American Standard Bible. And I probably should do a search on suddenly. So suddenly the Spirit came. So these are, and later on in Acts, suddenly an angel came and let uh, Peter out, and suddenly this happens, and suddenly. So God's active, and that's why I like this foundational truths of God by John Ortberg, that God is always active in our lives, whether we see him or not. So that's a hard one, because sometimes you don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. And I don't get it sometimes. So there's pain, there's sacred wounds and then there's mini wounds wounds we get wounded we can be wounded and hurt emotional and we don't communicate we can't we can't express our feelings it's a real skill i don't even know how to, i don't know how to do it how do you express your feelings in a way that is um vulnerable open and is uh, able to receive um, feedback from people, words, ideas, comments, love. Love is communicated through words so often. 
Because we could just sit there and not just have a look on our face, look, smile, happy, not say anything. What do we, we interact with people, and that's a good word, interact. Because we, we don't always communicate. We just interact sometimes. And interacting doesn't mean it's good communication. Interacting means we're just in the presence of other people and we may or may not get it. So, wow. Talk about philosophizing tonight. I will uh, put this down as the episode called Captain of Your Own Ship in honor of my spanking I got today because I'm not convinced of that and I should be convinced of it. So, um, captain of our own ship and Bud's going to get his feet washed. Aren't you, Bud? Because we got to make sure you don't get continuous valley fever. So we got to put you in the water. It's okay, Bud. Oh, yeah, Bud. And, um, so, um, what was I saying? Um, dang. Oh, yeah, Captain. This is Captain of Your Own Ship episode. And, uh, important for me to think about. So, if nothing else, this podcast is for me talking out my ideas but I think there was some really good stuff for the listener and uh, one of my listener knows a listener or knows someone that's working on communication and she's a good student and knowledgeable about communication so even she may enjoy this podcast because Communication is interesting. I do think we interact. I think that's a cool point. That we daily, we interact with many people. We can. But are we communicating? What are we communicating? How well do we communicate? Are we a zero to ten on communication? What are we, where are we at? Do we connect? Do we resonate with one another? Where, where does all this stuff go, right? So, uh, So there you go, folks. I have to think about being captain of my own ship. And I think that nudged me, that just that little spanking. It was very gentle, well-done spanking by this coach. She probably didn't even realize she was spanking me a little bit. I I don't know. Maybe she did. (laughs) So what did I do? I took some action tonight. It doesn't always work that way, right? Sometimes. Everyone's... I'm an I'm a odd bird, right? So this whatever, she probably doesn't think that she said much of anything, but that, that was enough to kind of get me going. And uh, so that was a, this is a 51-minute podcast with um, Captain of your own ship, people. So, thanks. Thanks, Coach. You, uh, 
you have a good uh, day and uh, keep going. You're awesome. You're gonna be you're gonna be great. You got a good thing going there. You got a good uh, good family thing going, and that uh, we don't appreciate our families. There's a distribution curve of families. <laughs> There's the outlier, great, awesome families on the outlier. And then, like my family's an outlier, almost an outlier on the other side. It depends on what you want to, how you rate a family. But we always know our family the best, and we, get, we can look at the frustrating parts of our families, the difficult things, the wish it was better, wish it was different. And we have what we have. And... Uh, um, get up and walk as Acts 3 said I love that Peter and John say to the lame guy silver and gold we do not have but what we do have is the name of Jesus so get up and walk and not only did they say get up and walk they picked him up they had confidence this is so amazing they had confidence to pick him up as if they knew God would heal his his feet and his ankles, it specifically says. Not his calf muscles or his quads or his hamstrings. It was his feet and ankles. He couldn't stand up. And then what does he do? He leaps. He leaps and is walking about and praising God. So can we do that? I, I, I was thinking about that today. I was like, I may not be lame physically, but I am damn sure I'm lame emotionally. And I think so many of us are lame emotionally not we're not living to the fullest extent possible so that's the that's the the what i take out of it it's kind of like a sermon this sounds like a sermon right now and because <laughs> i'm looking at the lame guy in chapter three it's awesome i've been so cynical about that passage you know silver and gold do i not have but what I do have, I tell you in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And they, they interact with him again. They pull him up. They touch him. They pick him up. And they're confident God's going to heal him. So can I trust God that he's going to heal me of my lame emotions and lame fears about life? Can I be maybe captain of my own ship as a bit selfish? And it's lonely too, like ship. You know, Chumba Wumba does a song about captain of your own ship. I, I know my coach means well. I took it the, the real good way of being captain of your own ship. But I don't want to be lonely. I want to interact with people. I don't want to be on my own ship. I want people on my, my ship. Noah's Ark, let's say. So there you go, folks. Faith, hope, and love. Faith's going to go away because we're going to see God face to face. And John McCain passed away this week. So he's up in heaven and he's probably like, well, I mean, some people may think, well, John McCain's going to be like happy in heaven and, you know, feel good about, you know, what he did in life. And and he can be proud of it. I My thing is <laughs> we all get there and go, Damn, did I waste a lot of time doing stupid shit and saying stuff. But that's the beautiful thing about heaven. 
is that uh, we're going to move on. And it is like birth. That was the other thing, too. I didn't get a chance to mention this to my coach, but I was going to say mothers can probably relate to this. Well, I'm sure they can much more than a, a man. But uh, they give birth. There's life in the womb, right? So there's life in there. And um, there's a human being growing in your stomach. And so for nine months, those little babies are growing. And they probably the last month, there's some level of consciousness. There's some thought going on. There's some beating on the belly or kicking or, you know, stuff. I don't know what's going on in those little creatures of love as the talking heads would, would sing about. And, uh, and I'm starting to think that's what eternity is like. So we went from the womb to this life, breathing air, we come out, and they spank us in the butt, and we weigh about 10 pounds, and then we live for about 80 years, and then we decay and die. Per God's plan, it's a blessing to die. And then we go into the real life, the afterlife. This is uh, the joy we have to look forward to. So there's the phases of thing, womb on the earth, breathing this air, and then eternity. So everything changes in eternity. All our stupid tweets for me, all my dumb tweets and everything go away. And uh, there you have it. So I will see if Talking Heads has Creatures of Love song for you as the uh, go out music all right everybody i had a fun podcast for me i hope you enjoyed it good night